Freshman 15 is real. It's a lot. You just work out and do your homework. Like, there's no excuse. The Freshman 15, is it myth or reality? Let's find out. This is Spot On, a health and wellness podcast for college students, soon to be college students or anyone that knows a college student. Spot On breaks through the latest health and wellness information hijacked from media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji-Blake. I am a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition in You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. Today's spot-on episode is focusing on the freshman 15. Is it a myth or a reality? Do freshmen really gain 15 pounds during their first year of college? Let's take to the streets and ask college students their thoughts. The freshman 15. What do I think about it? Ideally, that would not happen to me. Freshman 15 is real. It definitely does happen. I experienced it. Yeah, I absolutely think that's a thing. When you first get to college, like, there's so much freedom. Young adults leaving their parents and having to decide on their food choices themselves for the first time. A lot of dining hall food, plenty of plenty to eat. I think it depends on, like, how stressed you are and, like, how good your habits were to begin with. And I think that if you're stressed and you didn't really have good habits to begin with, it can be bad. I eat, like not good food but I keep forgetting to eat so it's kind of balancing out. Depends from person to person. It can happen to some people, it won't happen to other people. Yeah, that's a lot. You just work out and do your homework. Like there's no excuse. Even with the freshman 15, like who cares? Like as long as you're living your best life. Okay. Now how did this concept get started? Here's the non-science scoop. Get ready for this. In 1989, before many current college students were even conceived, an article on this subject appeared in a popular teen magazine. The journalist who wrote the article wrote on and on about how she gained 15 pounds during the first year of college. After this article was published, the freshman 15 frenzy caught on. No research, no scientist, one lone writer. Okay, now I have great science-backed news for you. Freshmen, on average, do not, I repeat, do not gain 15 pounds during their first year of college. Rather, they gain a measly two to three pounds on average during their first year. Now get this, You know those high school classmates that didn't go straight to college after graduation? They took the year off, they traveled, or they started working? Well, guess what? The research suggests that these folks also gain the same amount of weight. So there you go. Now you know the truth. So while the freshman 15 is actually a myth, however, and you can tell by what we heard from the clips on the street, The fear or concern of gaining weight may be a real thing for some folks. So today I brought on a superstar to talk briefly on how college students can eat healthy and stay active during their college years. 
My guest today is Rachel Reynolds. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist, assistant director, and senior nutritionist at the Boston University Sergeant Choice Nutrition Center. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Joan. I'm happy to be here. That's great. So listen, first of all, tell us a little bit about the Sergeant Choice Nutrition Center. What, what is this? Sure. So we are a nutrition center on Boston University's campus where we do lots of things. Um, one of the major ways that we serve the BU community is that we see students for individual nutrition counseling. Mm. So we do work one-on-one -on -one with students. Oh, how fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And, and students can come in for a variety of different reasons. So there's not like one type of student that we see. Anybody who has questions, anyone who has concerns, food allergies, eating disorders, weight concerns, um, or just general healthy eating questions. My goodness, this is like the best kept secret. <laughs> well, hopefully it won't be so big of a secret. I might. I might. <laughs> so we do a lot of the one-on-one -on -one counseling. Um, and we also teach classes that have, some have a cooking component, some have um, a nutrition education component. Um, and we just try to reach uh, the campus in many ways. That, that's absolutely fabulous. Yeah. So so you have been working at the Sergeant Choice Nutrition Center for how long? For a little over five years. What have you observed about college students and this concern about the freshman 15? So a lot of students come in and they are so afraid of gaining this weight when they come to college. So they're in a different environment completely. They are often eating in a dining hall of some sort um, where there's a lot of different options than what they're used to. Their schedule is different than what they're used to. Um, so they're coming in and their main concern is, oh my gosh, how do I avoid gaining weight? Um, a lot of them, though, are actually not eating very much, so they're they're using these unhealthy eating practices because they are afraid right. of gaining weight. Right. You know, that's a shame because there's so many uh, uh, things going on in the freshman year. You know, how do you do the laundry? How do you yeah. get along with the, the roommate? And there's so much going on here that it's a shame that this is something that they are worried about when we know it's really, really a myth. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's also a hard environment in that when you're in this dining hall that has great options and has a lot of options, it's also kind of hard to figure out how much do I really need. So that's another piece of it is, is there's a lot available. You're making your choices on your own, sometimes for the very first time, about what am I going to eat? How much am I going to eat? So that's stressful too. Um, so sometimes it's also just thinking about how can we educate students so they do understand what they need and they can meet what they're body needs when they are in this situation. Right, right. So what do you, what advice, if someone comes to you and say, oh, I don't, you know, I, I, my mother used to make everything for me, you know, from, from the orange juice in the morning to the dinner, and now I'm on my own. I, I don't know where to start. So, yeah. so how do you counsel someone or help them, give them strategies to eat more healthily? I, one of the first things that we'll do often when we meet with people is give them a little bit of a framework, so a little bit of a structure. It's not something that's too detailed or specific necessarily when we're first meeting with someone, but to give them a sense of what does your body need in terms mm -hmm. of types of foods and how can that help you with having energy, feeling good, getting through your long day of classes, um, staying up late maybe, and having the schedule that's really different uh, right. than what you're used to having. Right. That's interesting to use the word fuel because I don't think a lot of us think of food as fuel. Uh, but that's really what it is. And when you think about uh, how active their mind and bodies are in college, that you really have to feed it. So making sure that you eat versus skipping meals, I would imagine would be a big part of this. Absolutely. Um, and I think a lot of students are very 
able to see, oh, I'm going to do something physical, maybe I should eat something. But it's a lot harder for them to feel like, oh, I, my brain needs to work. I want to be able to concentrate. I want to be able to study. I want to be able to stay awake in class. I want to be able to socialize with people and feel good about that. You know, we it's very easy to miss that um, the food that you're eating is is fuel for that too. So your, your brain needs it too. Right. I would imagine that, uh, you know, um, depending on their time management skills, and listen, there's a lot of adults out there that still don't have good time management skills. Who are we kidding? But they, that a lot of them may skip breakfast. Is that something common that you see? Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I could see that that could be a problem, right? How, yeah. Well, you tell me how. Yeah. So a lot of students are skipping meals, sometimes intentionally, mm-hmm. sometimes because they're busy and so they you know, forget to prioritize what they're eating. So it can be helpful as um, a strategy for being able to be healthy while on campus to prioritize eating the same way that they would prioritize either going to class or studying or completing assignments. Um, because in a lot of ways, eating is going to help them to do those things the best they can. That's really interesting. That's really something you're thinking about. Is so you don't, you, a lot of us don't think of eating as part of our structured day to make our day successful. But yeah. when, you know, when you think about it, if you don't eat, how the heck are you going to fuel the day and your mind? Because yeah. we know that your brain loves you know, certain fuel, which is carbohydrates. Yeah. And, and, and if you don't feed it, how do you expect it to work uh, top notch? Yeah, exactly. And, and with skipping meals, there's a couple things that people can be vulnerable for. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, it could be that by the end of the day, they just don't get enough. It's just they're inadequate for the whole day in terms of getting enough fuel for their bodies and, and for their brains to do what they need to do. On the other hand, sometimes skipping meals makes it really hard for us to be thoughtful about what we're going to eat later on because we're just so hungry or so tired. So it can really go either way, but it's usually not helpful. Right, no, because if you get into that stage, and we've all been there, we are so hungry that we are basically eating anything that's not moving, right. you know, <laughs> and, and we just want to get it in. Yeah. So what we want to do is prevent that because this way you can most likely overeat or you don't maybe have access to great foods at that moment where you're actually starving. So what it would be if, if you got a student got up in the morning and before class, and who, who knows, the morning could be noon because if your classes started too, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. The first call is the first meal of the day, whatever yeah. time that is. Yeah. What would be a good composite of a first meal of the day for a college student? Yeah, well, this is a, a great time to sort of share what the framework is that we usually will use. So we will typically think about balance, so getting a bunch of different components in one meal as being including something that has a whole grain or some kind of starch. Um, some, well, so what's a whole grain? So a whole grain would be, for example, like whole wheat bread okay. or oatmeal. Oh, okay. Um, it could also be, you know, a, a heartier grain. It could be like a quinoa or mm-hmm. a brown rice right. or something okay. like that. So it depends on what meal we're talking about. People will eat different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of whole grain products, you know, that are out there and that are starting to be in dining halls on campuses right. as yeah. well. Right. And other starches would be things that are like potatoes mm-hmm. or sweet potatoes, um, corn, and things like that. So those are really helpful because they give us energy right away. So when we eat those things, we can really benefit from getting energy right away. Right, because they're very carbohydrate rich, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, and our, our brains as well. So it, w- it will give our brain that energy right. immediately. So that's helpful. What's not always really helpful is that they're not really filling with a small amount. So it can be hard to be really hungry. And if we're just having that, we might end up having more than we need. Um, at one time, depending on you know what what someone's schedule is like and how how long they really need to 
to get through um, the next couple of hours. So what would you, if they have the carbohydrates or the whole grains you yep. said, now what should they have with it then? Yeah, I- exactly. So that's the helpful part for energy. The next thing that we look for in terms of balance to kind of help with this would be some type of fruit or vegetable. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because while the grains by themselves are not really, really filling, um, the fruits and vegetables are a little bit more filling. So that Great. can help to provide a little bit more fullness from the meal. Obviously, there's also lots of great nutrients that are in fruits and vegetables, Mm -hmm. so that's important, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And then either of those two things will probably, you know, the grains or the fruits or vegetables will probably keep us full for only about one to two hours. So it's not necessarily going to get us through a long class or get us through four hours of studying. So it's going to be really helpful for some fuel immediately, but won't last too, too long. Oh, so what what can, can you add anything to that? Yes. It, oh, okay. Definitely. So that, Are you going to share it or are you going to keep this a secret? <laughs> it's a secret. Okay. <laughs> um, so the last component is something that contains protein. So mm. that would be like dairy foods would fall in that category. Meat and fish would give us protein. And then there's lots of vegetarian sources of protein as well. Um, so eggs, beans, nuts and seeds peanut butter and tofu other nut butters tofu yep absolutely um so it sounds like for that morning meal three is key so you have whole grains yeah you got fruits or vegetables and then you have a protein rich source together yeah. and what you know you hear about all these good fats do you, should you add some fat in the morning or nuts i don't know what do you tell me well you certainly can um and that could come from a variety of different places so nuts would be a place where we'd get some healthy fats it could be some heart healthy oil if there's an olive oil or canola oil or something like that um it also could be avocado depends on what people are looking for also depends sometimes what's available to them. Right. So actually, when, when if, if you wanted to do something, if they were rushed in the morning and they had to run into the dining hall, mm-hmm. you could do a peanut butter sandwich, because yep. that's whole on whole wheat bread. That'd be the grains. Yep. The, the peanut butter would be the, uh, the, the protein. Mm-hmm. And then what? Grab a banana on the way out? Great. So there yeah. you go. So it's not like you have to sit down and make oatmeal. Exactly. Right. You can just go in and make quick foods to take with you to class if we're running late yeah. so that you can feed your body and, and feed your mind. Yeah. And it's a great strategy, too, because you can bring it anywhere with you. Right. So it's great if you're in a dining hall and all these things are available to you, um, but also if you're in a campus convenience store or something like that. Even if you're grabbing a snack or you're trying to piece some foods together to make a meal when you don't really have time for a meal, right. you could grab some grab something like whole grain crackers, you could grab a string cheese and an apple or something like that. So is that three is key? Is that like every meal you want to have that? Like, Well, whenever you're able to, okay. it can be helpful. Okay. So it's helpful because it gives us nutrition that we need, but it's also helpful for managing hunger and fullness. Mm-hmm. There's really never a perfect way to do it. So let's say someone really just couldn't figure out some way to get one of those components. doesn't mean they're doing it wrong. Right. Um, they just might want to keep an eye on, oh, I wasn't able to get protein. I might be hungry sooner right. than I normally am. Um, or, wow, I really wasn't able to get any fruit or vegetable here. Maybe that will help me in a couple hours. I could grab a piece of fruit for an extra snack. So that's that where I was going. So what's the story with snacks? I mean, are they good for you or not good for you? They can be so helpful for helping us to manage our hunger and fullness. Okay. So what would be some some easy snacks? You know, the, these students all have these micro fridges. So they have a refrigerator. They have a microwave. What would be some dorm-friendly snacks that would be healthy for them, but also, you know, make them feel uh, satiated or full and feel good about it, what they're eating. 
Yeah. I mean, I think fruit often is helpful because it's portable um, and because it's something that it, it keeps for a little bit longer sometimes, depending on what fruit people are grabbing. So if they have a couple bananas, they can get a couple days out of that. Um, apples can last even longer than that. Um, and then for whole grains, it could be that they have some kind of packets of oatmeal in their room. Mm. It might feel like a meal to them, but that could be part of a snack. It could be popcorn. It could be whole grain crackers. Um, there's some some specific crackers that are like wheat thins or triscuits that are 100% whole grain. Um, doesn't have to be those brands, but those are widely available. Um, and then there's also things like yogurt or string cheese, um, or even sometimes things like hard boiled eggs that you can right. actually get at convenience stores that are that are already cooked. Right. And let's remind everybody the dairy foods go in the refrigerator and not on the shelf. <laughs> I, Otherwise, I do, yes. we have a science <laughs> experiment going on in the dorm room. So let's yeah. make sure we understand that going there but dairy yeah. is it, it, dairy is great because dairy actually will give you the carbohydrates and the protein and you need about three servings a day for the calcium because yeah. you know everybody's growing here so that's those are really really great so eating well now we know we want to eat well um, and and fueling your body and what do you, what about where does exercise come into all this so everyone can benefit from from moving um, if someone is concerned that they're on their college campus and they just aren't able to get to the gym, which is sometimes things that people are talking about, um, that doesn't mean that they're not able to move. Um, a lot of campuses have a, have a lot of walking that's built in. Um, and when it comes to exercise too, it's important to think about what do you like to do mm -hmm. um, and, and not necessarily where can you, you know, get the most out of it in terms of like expenditure. So right. it really comes down to like what fits into your routine? What do you like doing? Um, and all of this also, you know, we want to be a little bit careful that sometimes students are not actually meeting their body's needs and mm. they're concerned about exercising enough when in reality they might not be eating enough to fuel that exercise. Now that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So that then, and that's very true. So especially if they go to the gym and if there's a gym on campus for them to work out, they may not have a really great robust workout because they're not eating enough. So that's very, very interesting. So there you go again. Now we're really fueling the body. You know, I shouldn't, I made a mistake by calling it exercise because I've, I know that we've, we've stopped using that word and we start changed it with physical activity because exercise when you think of the word exercise oh i gotta get the gym bag i gotta get the shorts i gotta get my headsets i gotta get the sneakers and i gotta go to the gym where physical activity is not physical activity is just movement and it could be just walking around campus or now they have these apps right that that you can download and 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 have like a workout in your dorm room uh, you know, a boot camp or Pilates or whatever. So it's just movement throughout the day rather than, you know, the structured type of, of exercise. Yeah, definitely. And if someone is going to be focusing on increasing that, making sure that they're also eating enough to fuel that is really a big, a big piece of it. Sure, sure, sure. You know what? Tell me a little bit about what um, the role of, of uh, fluids in uh, college students. And I think a lot of times, you know, uh, College students understand, you know, sweets and treats. You have to be careful, you know, you know, you know that you don't have a, a diet full of sweets or treats because that's going to not be a nutritious. But I think what's um, confusing or not as well known is that I think a lot of college students are gulping their calories. And, you know, when we look, I was looking, preparing for this, and I was looking at the top three sources of beverages, sweetened beverages among Americans. You know, we know that soda is the top one and that we have energy drinks. But 
But I found out that number three was flavored coffees and teas. And, you know, if you walked down any college campus, how many coffee shops do you see? So what do you see? Are you finding a lot of college students are drinking these designer beverages? I call them Cafe Mucka Mucka Luka Laka, because <laughs> I can't spell them, and, and not realizing how much sugar or, or calories are really in, in this. So I think what we see is definitely a lot of coffee drinking in general. So that can be plain coffee, black coffee, all the way up through the, the flavored sort of specialty drinks that you see. I agree, they're, they're everywhere. The main concern that people usually have is like staying awake. So they're having it for caffeine. Mm. Um, so while that's not always the most helpful thing to do, they don't necessarily recognize all else that's coming with it. Um, but at the same time, there's actually a lot of students that are fearful of having something that's a flavored drink because they're concerned about the weight gain when maybe it could fit in for them. Right. So, you know, there isn't necessarily this feeling that no one can have these drinks. Um, they're delicious. Um, and so a lot of people are afraid of them maybe just as much as people might be having them and not necessarily knowing what they're taking in. Right. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. So it, it, it could be two-sided here. Yeah. And, you know, you can have a – you don't have to have the grand – kahuna of size either. I mean, you could have a small size of it, and it's, it's like a dessert or, or they're drawn on there. You know, I always say um, get a latte because that when they make a latte with skim milk, that's a lot of milk they put in, and that's a great way to get calcium in your beverage. And yeah. we all know we're, Amer most Americans are falling short on calcium. All right, so we got the diet. We want them to move physically active. What about stress? How, what do you see with stress, and how how would they be the best way for college students to handle stress? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of stress for a lot of reasons. So because this population, 18 to 22, is, is really vulnerable for developing eating disorders or having fears related to weight and with food, we see a lot of stress that might start as stress around school and then might turn into stress around food or sort of the other way around. So there's a lot of different stressors that students are experiencing. Um, if people are not eating enough, that stress can feel so much more magnified. Interesting, interesting, because mm -hmm. they're just exhausted and yeah. all, okay. Yeah. So yeah. again, so physically they could be fatigued, but mentally, again, if they're not feeling in their brain, yeah. they could also be fatigued. That's yeah, very yeah. interesting. Exactly. And then on the other hand, if people are feeling really stressed and they get comfort from food, there's a lot of different types of food available, and it's widely available, and it's available all hours of the day when they're here versus when they're at home. So that can be challenging, too, when they're really stressed and food is comforting, and so that becomes the way that they feel better, then that's not helpful either. You know, I know so many adults that um, uh, when they get stressed, they call their two best friends Ben and Jerry. And, um, you know, it, the problem with that is the food pays off. I mean, it's great when you're eating it, but then afterwards you have two problems, the original stressor and now the whole pint of Ben and Jerry's that you have. So what are some great stress releasers that, that college students get in the habit of. Because let's face it, we all have stress, and we're going to have stress in our adult life. So it's not that it's going to go away. It's how we manage it. So mm -hmm. what would be some healthy ways for them to manage stress on, on college campuses? So for some people, it's actually having some time management or planning their schedule a little bit better um, because that can actually help them feel less stressed if they know when they're going to work on certain things. Um, for some people, the exercise itself is stress relieving. 
Um, so that can be helpful. There's also so many groups that are on campus where people can do different activities. So there typically is something for everyone in terms of what they can get involved in. So while it take might take a little bit of time out of their day, if it relieves stress for them, that that can be really helpful. You know, I think that I think you're you're onto something here because I think sometimes when you come to campus or just like when you start a new job coming to campus and you think I am the only one experiencing this and really you're not so I think if you you get into a, a club or, or a group you're gonna realize wow everybody is feeling this way yeah. and you know together we can support each other and go on and there's also resources I mean if you're really stressed to the point where you're not sleeping and you're really really feeling anxious there's a lot of resources on campus, aren't there? Absolutely. And we work very closely with behavioral medicine, which is one great resource. It's a part of student health services where students, um, at least on this campus and most campuses will have this, um, they can meet with students individually to help them manage their stress. Great. So that is incredibly important. So a lot of times that goes hand in hand, stress and something relating to um you know they're they're eating so we work with the providers there all the time um, and there are some some group options there as well sure. um, and sometimes there's also classes that are related to like stress management or mm. time planning time management and things like that right good 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 all right so we want to sum this up here so the good news is the freshman 15 a myth yay we learned that and I think we also learned that Rachel you have to Feel your body, mm -hmm. right? We so we have to make sure we feed our body, and that throughout the day, whether it's three meals and some snacks or two meals and some snacks, and we want to move, move and exercise, yeah. and and do it. And is there a, a certain amount of time you want to have spend your day in, in physical activity or? Well, I would say for students here, it would be really thinking about what can fit into their routine um, most of the time. So rather than it being a certain number of minutes that they're trying to always get to is kind of thinking about what can they do routinely with the schedule that they have this semester um, and it's something that they enjoy doing and, and that's where I would really start with for great, the students. Great. And so we can be spread out throughout the day. It sure. doesn't have to be. All right. Yep. And then stress. You know, look, we all have it. We're going to have it for the rest of our lives. We just got to learn how to manage it. And actually, I, I would think being in college is a great way to practice managing it when you think about it. Yeah. And then use the resources here on campus that can help you, you know, buddy up with people because you're going to find out you're all in the same boat um, and, and share and, and support one another. And then uh, the, it, it's going to be a fast, fun four years, yeah. I would think. Yeah, that's right. Well, thank you, Rachel Reynolds. She's a registered dietitian and, and a nutritionist at Boston University Sergeant Troyton's Nutrition Center. And uh, what we found out today is the freshman 15 is a myth. So please keep repeating this so we can squelch this myth because it, it was just something that someone made up and it's not backed by science. Thank you for listening to Spot On. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji Blake. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Joan Salji Blake. Please subscribe to Spot On through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you find your podcasts. Also, visit our Facebook page to join the conversation and tell us what you'd like to hear in future episodes. And oh, by the way, could you ask five of your friends or family members to download Spot On and subscribe to it? Do I ask a lot from you?